as a secondary teacher, you will be asked, if you haven't already been asked, to create a course syllabus or some sort of disclosure document. And typically when most people approach this is they look at it as a contract, but it's not. It's actually an operator's manual. So we are going to go into some information today, some takeaways that I've had as being a 15-year educator and then also as an assistant principal to give you a little bit of insight as you are writing your syllabus. Maintaining or increasing enrollment. Staying on top of ever-changing content. Incorporating best teaching practices. These are just some of the challenges that we face as CTE teachers. Welcome to the On Your Prep podcast. My mission is to empower every career and technical educator to love going to work each day because they are teaching what they are passionate about in addition to applying great teaching principles. Let's start off by reiterating that your syllabus is an operator's manual, not a contract. So think of it as a living document, even though you may be required to turn a copy into your admin team, you could still make some changes. So I would recommend that you always include the sentence that has something similar to this, that your policies that are listed in your syllabus may change or be updated. Because let's be real, it will happen. You will want to change something that's not working that you thought was going to work. And so give yourself some flexibility in there. The other thing about being a contract is you may or may not have a signature page or a signature area. While it's nice to pretend that all of your parents of your students are going to thoroughly read over your policies, it's honestly, it's not going to happen. I remember even lining up a bunch of uh, syllabi every single year for my mom. And I was like, okay, just sign all of these. She did the same thing for my brother. I can imagine that many parents and possibly your parents as well, just signed all of your syllabi without going over things with a fine tooth comb. And possibly if they have issues later, once again, they probably won't Um, refer to your syllabus, they'll just contact the school directly. So just know that you may or may not be getting everything signed and people are probably not reading everything. But the simple fact that you have that in place does set a precedent that you know what you're doing in your class and it will also give you and your students some guidance as to what to expect for the year. Before we get into the actual like meat and potatoes of what you should put in your course syllabus, I do want to say that it doesn't have to be fancy. It can just be on a simple like word processing um, document that you print out. But if you do want to make it fancier, there are different things that you can get out. There are some templates. I have some templates myself that are specifically for middle school and high school uh, teachers that are not super cutesy. And so I will include the link in the show notes if you would be interested in using a template. But know that you don't need to use a template. You can literally just have headings that are bolded that kind of keep things separated. So it's easy to read. So that's the first thing we're going to be talking about is then when you are writing your syllabus, you are going to be chunking things, your important topics into categories 
or with headlines so that there's bolded items. Your parents, once again, are probably not going to read everything, but maybe they might skim and they are going to be looking for some key information. So the first of which is how to contact you. The other thing that I have found that a lot of parents like to see is your picture, especially at the secondary level when they have so many teachers, they're now transitioning from the elementary world where they had one teacher to now they have many and they like to know who is the teacher so that they can contact them and it just kind of it makes it more personable and then with that once again you've got your contact information and your ways to contact you so if you have a preferred method then include that if you prefer email then have email and i would also if you know what boundaries or if you want to have office hours i would list those as well letting people know ahead of time that you check your email once a day or twice a day whatever you decide or maybe you check it every other day what works best for you, just letting people know and that you can have those boundaries when it comes to parent communication. The next thing that you are going to be doing as you're coming up with what you're actually going to write in there is do your research on existing school and department policies. So you don't necessarily need to write all of your school and district policies into your syllabus they are implied. You do want to make sure though that any procedures and routines or policies that you're going to have with in your class doesn't conflict with anything that the school and the district has already put into place. But you could want to implement or include something that maybe your math department or your CT, like your all your F's, CS teachers, some sort of policies that might be like covering the entire department, include those in there if you feel like it's necessary. Sometimes it's a really good reminder that, hey, we all use Canvas or whatever you're going to do. That can kind of help to be a reminder. But know that if if anything needs to go because it's getting a little bit long, those things that are widely accepted, you may or may not need to include. But I would have you include policies that are unique to you. So if you have a specific grading policy, so if you're going to be using standards-based grading or a different way, or even just the plain um, the scale that is like your traditional scale, you may want to include that in there so that your parents and your students know. The other thing is, is if you are using any sort of shop equipment, while you will probably have, well, legally, you're going to have some sort of like safety test. You can also have information in here, letting parents and students know that they will be using equipment and they will be required and asked to do some safety exams and some training. And that a lot of times that just like lets people know ahead of time and it gives them the chance to decide if, especially if you're giving them the syllabus on the first few days of school, to decide whether or not this is going to be a good fit for them and their student. I used to take quite a few pictures in my classes, so pictures and videos. And so I always had a statement in there letting parents know that I would be taking pictures and then also allowing them to opt out. Now I did 
despite how the parents answered, I still would check with students if they were comfortable with me using their photo or their image on social media or on our website. So I'd always still show it to them, but that's like another episode. So I just wanted to let you know that that's something that made me unique in my syllabus is including a statement about using their photos and taking their photos for the marketing of the course. Some other things that I have noticed that parents have liked seeing over the years has been to list all of your units. And even if you are looking at it stepping back and it's even like larger units that will have like subunits, you could still list those. That just gives the parents and the students knowing what is going to be occurring in your class at some point during the semester or the year. The other thing that parents have really appreciated is if you have any sort of, not necessarily class rules, because those, I don't know if I'd always put those in there, but if you have any sort of like mantra or beliefs or things that you really want to focus on that are more about um, character building, or if you're talking about the four C's, which are critical thinking, collaboration, creativity, and communication. So maybe anything that you would like to let them know about your teaching practices and kind of like your beliefs in education. So as a review, let's go over the things or the ways to write your syllabus. So the first thing is you want to remember that it is an operator's manual, not a contract. So with that, make sure that you include the line that lets your parents and your students know that your policies, they can change and that you will do that if it's necessary. Then make sure that the, to know that, remember that this is your first impression, include a photo, your contact information, let them know how long it would take you to contact them back once they reached out to you, what your office hours might be, so when they could expect a response. And then do your research on existing policies so that you don't go over things that have already been gone over as far as the state or the school and the district, but then also make sure that your policies don't conflict with any existing policies. And then think about including your department-wide policies or things that might be unique to your department and especially those things that are unique to you. Those are going to be the critical things because this is what's going to set you apart and it's the reason that would they would actually read your syllabus. And as a final note, let's just be easy on yourself Remember that while this is a document that you will be handing out to everyone, there are going to be problems with it. There's going to be typos. It's okay. You'll learn from it. You'll update it. You'll do something different the following year. And no, remember that even though it is something that you turn into your admin, that you give to all of your students and your parents, know that the majority of them don't actually read it. And them being in your class is them agreeing to the terms of your syllabus. So if you gained anything from this episode, please share it with a friend or tag me on social media in your stories. I would love to give a shout out to you. And if we haven't connected yet already, find me on 
Instagram at Kristen Masick, K-H-R-I-S-T-E-N-M-A-S-S-I-C. Until next week.